retweet this here. The the callers have some interesting uh, topics. I will be uh, getting to your super chats as well, guys. Let me open up the restream so that I can see what you're talking about, guys. I'm also checking out Trovo. I'm live on uh, DLive, YouTube, Periscope, Trovo, Facebook, and hopefully shortly Twitch. No pics. I don't have anything. I mean, I may, you may be Googling. (laughs) Or they don't use Google. We are, we use, is DuckDuckGo really owned by Google? I think that could be a, that could be a PSYOP for Google. Oh, yeah. To make you think. (laughs) I don't know. I do notice the search does search results still are different or were at least a couple of weeks ago last time I checked it. They also have start page. Start page dot what is it? Start let me just try it. Startpage.com. And you can use it on a, a more private browser such as Brave, which is created by the guy who was fired by Mozilla, you know, the people who made Firefox, who uh, was fired by them or disavowed by them because he supported the Proposition 8, I think, in uh, California here, that defined marriage as between one man and one woman. <sighs> so, anyway, right on. Right on to the brave founder, co-founder, whatever. I'm going to be talking about, I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report, and it is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. It's 9.03 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time. I'm so used to saying daylight time. Most of the year it's daylight time. Daylight savings time. Um, Parlor drama. uh, Post-election drama. The impeachment starts. So-called impeachment starts today. Which every major media outlet I think is supposed to be covering it. It's like so ridiculous. And um, I think that starts at the end of my show. Right? 1 p.m. I hear that President Trump is happy, according to Jason Miller, who's a guy who's been with him for a few years now, whom I I think I respect. He's been through some issues. He's made some mistakes uh, in life a little bit. Who hasn't, though? But, man, crazy. We have the first woman deputy secretary of defense. After, is Lloyd Austin the first black secretary of defense? Gosh. Great. In charge of the Department of Defense. How humiliating. Um, And of course, your calls, 888-775-3773. Let's get right on with the show. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. trying to impeach the king of America. (laughs) President, our real greatest president, Donald J. Trump. (laughs) Trying to impeach the hand that feeds them. It's ridiculous. You know, before I get to calls and everything else and the topics, I wanted to say something about Cheryl, who 
our friend, the friend of Bond, Cheryl, who died um, over the weekend or late last week. She was, that was so shocking. I had no idea that Cheryl is a black lady, or was a black lady who would always come to church. She's been coming for the past few years. I don't know how long. But just a regular, a volunteer, helped out big time with uh, taking people's names and information. And always a willing and helpful volunteer. Always a, a... as far as I ever knew, a cheerful attitude, no drama, not into the, not seemingly into the black thing, not seemingly into the woman thing, and got along with all the ladies too, and the men, just a cool woman. So, rest in peace, Cheryl. What a shock. I'm glad that um, we were able to find out what happened eventually, by way of somebody calling her brother, and then her brother let us know somehow. Crazy. That was um, wild. I'm going to be putting out a little clip of from Church with Jesse Lee Peterson on the Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel from this past Sunday in which a few of the other Bond people talked about it and Jesse did. But crazy. A young woman, relatively young, died of, I guess, complications from diabetes and trying to go natural or something like that, according to what we were told. And heart attacks and living alone and nobody knew. And then somebody had the police go check things out. Crazy. Wow. But uh, I just wanted to say she's a really nice lady. And uh, nice ladies are... Hard to find. <laughs> no, but she was, seemed like a really genuine person. That's cool. So, um, speaking of not genuine people, Parlor is going through, and what would you call this? Parlor is going through some drama. What, what would you call it? Ambition? According to the Daily Mail, The fired parlor CEO, John Matza. And I respect this guy. He's a young man. He was the CEO. He was a co-founder of it. I don't know anything about him other than that he's 27 years old. And now he's infighting, kind of, except he's not in the in crowd anymore. So he's fighting with his former associates who founded this parlor, which is a social media outlet, independent alternative social media outlet with he said he was stabbed in the back by heiress investor Rebecca Mercer Rebecca Mercer who's also probably a relatively young woman she's the daughter of a there's John Matza young man clean cut he claims he was stabbed in the back by heiress investor Rebecca Mercer daughter to Robert Mercer who's had three daughters he was a, or is, he's still alive too, Robert Mercer. He is a, he supports conservative stuff, I guess. House Democrats, though, <laughs> because the Trump name got in, got, came up with regard to this thing, this parlor thing. House Democrats, who are the, some of the most sleazy and corrupt people 
that you can think of, honestly, are demanding a list of investors and creditors. Wow. They want to dox people and uh, they want a hit list, basically. A list of investors and creditors after Trump was supposedly offered a 40% stake in this app, this parlor app. And who knows which direction it can go. It can go totally the way of the dinosaur, or it can, uh, maybe it can rebound. But John Matsu was fired last week, supposedly, by the board, which he co-founded this thing. And then he was fired by it, by these people. And he, found, he, he co-founded it in 2018. I remember, I think I joined around the time that it became, I saw other people joining. So I signed Jesse up for it and me. And so Jesse Lee Peterson does it. Well, I guess you can't even say that we have a parlor because we can't even get on the site. <laughs> it is down. It's down. It's just this splash page saying, oh, we're trying to get back up. Because Amazon Web Services deplatformed them completely. John Matza made the point that had Trump joined Parler, signed up for it, or maybe uh, became, became a 40% uh, stakeholder in it, it could have, its, it's uh, market value could have risen by several billion dollars, and then it would have been a, a true competitor to Twitter, maybe. I don't know. There's, oh yeah, we have a picture of this Mercer woman. She's supposed, whoa, that's her? And that's her father, John? I mean, uh, Robert Mercer, I guess? Or maybe it's her husband. <laughs> um, but the, one, the woman that you see in this photograph, if you're watching the video, is Rebecca Mercer. She's supposedly a conservative mega donor and daughter of hedge fund billionaire Robert Mercer. And she's being, okay, and yes, that is Robert Mercer. And she's being blamed by Matza as being a backstabber. <laughs> Man, it's such drama and mess. Seems not needed, not necessary. I don't know if Mats is being wise and talking like this. Because he's alienating some people. Even if he is fired, you know. Be classy. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Robert Mercer had this young, this woman when he was 20 years old. So that's why. I'm asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're Okay. They look the same. Yeah, they look similar age. He was, he says that, okay, so his story before, if you don't remember, I mentioned it, I think, in Hake News, that this guy said, oh, I want to advance freedom of speech and preserve the platform or something like that, integrity or whatever. Well, now this is saying, according to Daily Mail, which is a sleazy uh, outlet, right? Not always reliable. But, I mean, what outlet is? He claims that he was fired because he was, he wanted to ban QAnon and crack down on white supremacists. What kind of guy is this John Matza guy? M-A-T-Z-E. But he was met with resistance from the board. So, in my opinion, good for the board. Because why do you want to ban QAnon and, and uh, crack down on white supremacists? That's the whole purpose of having an alternative social media outlet is for to actually believe in freedom of speech. When you ban these people, it just kind of confirms that they are they f they feel more right <laughs> when you ban them. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so this so this guy's a commie. No, I don't know. I don't want to go too far. Investor Dan Bongino, you know that Fox News guy. He was former Secret Service. 
conservative guy outspoken on Twitter and stuff. He slammed John Matza as lying and says it was the other way around. But I think, I don't know that Dan Bongino necessarily wanted to ban so-called white supremacists or QAnon. I don't know. But I think that they wanted free speech. I don't know. It's such a confused mess. Supposedly, they were among the social services used to plan the January 6th so-called insurrection, which is not what it was, at the U.S. Capitol. But so is Facebook. So is Twitter. Give me a break. M- more so Facebook and Twitter, honestly. I heard. Trump was reportedly in talks to acquire a 40% stake in Parler in exchange for him agreeing to post on the social media app first. Whatever. So Democrats are are trying to get involved. This Rebecca Mercer woman, she's kind of, I just wanted to, because I don't know much about uh, the, there's not much information that I've found about this John Matza guy, but I'm just curious about these rich billionaire people who are supposedly conservative mega donors. So I just looked up what she's about. Robert Mercer, her father, this is from Wikipedia, which is not always reliable, but they're liberal. Robert Mercer has been a major funder of organizations, this is her father, supporting right-wing political causes such as Breitbart News and Trump's 2016 campaign. Good for him. Good for him. I like that so far. Supposedly, the billionaire said in November 2017 that he sold his stake in Breitbart website to his daughters. Rebecca is the second of his three daughters. Jennifer and Heather Sue, the other two. (laughs) This woman, Rebecca Mercer, just to give you an idea what she's, her background anyway, she supported Cruz, Ted Cruz, before Trump won the primary, right? Blind, blind. Anybody who is not blind saw that Ted Cruz was a was a phony politician. And it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't totally unmasked until that day on the debate stage where Trump stood against all the rest of the phony boys who were trying to play, I'm running for president, I'm a Republican. Phony politicians, including Scott Walker, whom I used to really respect and admire and think, oh, he'd be a good president. And Ted Cruz, whom I thought would be good. They all got exposed as phony politicians compared to this guy who was just being real. It was so eye-opening. And that was the first Republican presidential debate, and that's when I saw the difference. For me. In the Trump transition, Mercer, this Rebecca woman, helped in successfully lobbying against Mitt Romney as Secretary of State. I think that might have been a good idea. (laughs) And for Senator Jeff Sessions as Attorney General. Which... Uh, probably opinion is split in terms of us Trump supporters, right? Jeff Sessions, Trump regretted it. (laughs) But a lot of America First types really love Jeff Sessions because he's been at least verbally strong on immigration. A patriot, a hero, (laughs) many say. Trump felt uh, like he did not hold up his end of the deal by, uh, he failed when was weak in Trump's opinion and many people's opinion by recusing himself from the Russia thing, which was endlessly just a nuisance to the Trump administration. And some say that Jeff Sessions had to, but I wonder 
if he really had to, because look at what the Democrats pull that they're not supposed to be able to pull, you know, constitutionally, there's all kinds of stuff that's not supposed to happen. I've brought up Obama, Kamala Harris. Are they really, (laughs) are they really uh, natural born citizens? I don't know, because nobody seems to really want to look into it. At least nobody with what they call credibility. (laughs) Although, in my opinion, Trump, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, and others who've looked into this stuff, they are credible. They're more credible than the mainstream media. So anyway, the Mercers first introduced Steve Bannon to President Trump. That's nice. I like Steve Bannon, kind of. I don't know him completely, but later she was supposedly frustrated by Bannon's support of Judge Roy Moore, another hero, another patriot, a Christian man who was the chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court at one point. He stood against this phony same-sex marriage thing. He believes in natural law, and he's also stood for the Ten Commandments over the years because they tried to take down the Ten Commandments. Judge Roy Moore, a great man. He ran for Senate, right? And Washington Compost put out a disgusting smear against him. And it was all just lies and, and a deception. They're evil people, the Washington Compost. Enemies of America. Roy Moore is a friend of America. And she was frustrated that Steve Bannon supported him. Because I remember Steve Bannon... This guy was from Breitbart, and then he was with the Trump administration. He was, he even did a little speech in support of Roy Moore at an event with Roy Moore. So she was supposedly frustrated by that. So this lady, I think she's a little bit of a rhino. Rebecca Mercer left her trading job to homeschool her four children. Hmm. Huh. In 2017, she and her husband were divorcing. By the way, her father, I kind of like her father a little bit better. Robert Mercer had said that the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which Wikipedia describes as the landmark federal statute arising from the civil rights movement of the 1960s, Robert Mercer said it was a major mistake. Nice. Get him on the show. Um, Wouldn't you love to hear Robert Mercer talk to, I don't know. One, one idiot guy suing this Robert Mercer claimed that Robert Mercer had said that African Americans, this is Wikipedia writing, right, were economically better off before the civil rights movement and that white racists no longer existed in the United States and that the only racists remaining, racists, right, were black racists. Nice. Facts. Robert Mercer based... Or just like a normal boomer who can see through some of the bogus speech that's being pushed. So right on, Robert Mercer. And I don't hold it too much against Rebecca Mercer for falling for that stuff. Anybody who's like a billionaire and into the establishment as much? uh, Not too bad for an establishment person, right? I don't know. Anyway, I just had to share that with you. Because I was just curious what type of people these are. I'm vaguely familiar with Dan Bongino. Know nothing about John Matza. And he claims that Rebecca Mercer backstabbed him. Ah, 
anyway, it's not my not my business. I don't even really care about Parlor that much at this point. I hope that they. Uh, I wish them well, of course. It would be nice to see um, some altern- alternative social media people who have been hustling and putting in the work get a breakthrough. That would be nice. But some of this stuff looks like scheming and and just mess, unnecessary mess. I respect Gab's work and working and working and working. Although I've heard things about the uh, privacy issues and giving information to the Feds, and I'm not sure, not sure about them either. So just be careful and safe with uh, what you put out online. Be smart, right? Wise. <laughs> Anyway, let me get to some calls, and then I'll touch on some of this other mess. This first call, first time caller from New Jersey, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Is it pronounced jihad? Jihad in New Jersey? Oh man, he's not ready. That's quite a name, if true. Let me get to Stephen in Mississippi. Stephen, what's up? Hello. Turn off your mute. Neither of them are ready. Interesting. So the Senate has confirmed. I'll move on for this for a moment. Crazy. Um, The Senate has confirmed Kathleen Hicks. This Kathleen Hicks woman is deputy defense secretary. A woman under a black guy. This is the so-called Biden administration, right? The Epic Times reports the Senate late Monday confirmed, that's yesterday, Kathleen Hicks as a former Obama administration, who was a, a former Obama administration official, as Deputy Secretary of Defense. And she is involved with those defense contractor types quite a bit, I think. Unless I'm mistaken. Maybe she's just involved in the establishment world of that stuff. Uh, Jihad hung up. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask him, is that his real name? Because some people are named names like that. I will get to you, Stephen. Hang tight, man. The Senate Armed Services Committee, SASC, confirmed Kathleen Hicks, a woman, for the position, and she's an Obama holdover. So this is the Obama administration part two, and Joe Biden is pre- pretending to be president. By a voice vote after approving her nomination February 4th, she's 50 years old, previously a deputy under Secretary of Defense under the Obama administration, led Biden's transition team at the Pentagon. Hicks is the first woman to be confirmed as the country's deputy defense secretary. Just humiliating America. Just humiliating. And other countries, some of the other countries will be like, oh, this is wonderful. But nobody respects it. Right? Congratulations. This is some simp guy named Jack Reed kissing up to Kathleen Hicks. Congratulations to Kathleen Hicks on her her historic confirmation as the new Deputy Secretary of Defense. And he's he's the Senate Armed Services Committee chairman. Jack Reed, a Democrat from Rhode Island, kissing up to a woman. So he's in charge of the Senate Armed Services Committee? Give me a break. But this is what he says. She is 
a highly regarded defense policy expert who has served in multiple administrations with integrity and distinction. I doubt that. I seriously doubt that. How would you... I mean, how can you... Anyway. <laughs> the Obama administration, really? Integrity? Please. He said in a statement to Defense News, she is a true professional. I am pleased she will join Black Secretary Lloyd Austin in uh, leading the Department of Defense forward, defending our nation and upholding our values. Barf! They don't believe in values. The Secretary of State, is it the Secretary of State, that guy who is not a Christian, that Antony Blinken guy who's pushing the rainbow flag everywhere? Is that upholding our values? Give me a break. That's just pushing degeneracy onto the rest of the world. Pretending to, uh, pretending to be for human rights. Give me a break. Okay, let me get to Steven in Mississippi. I think Jihad even got back on there. What's up, Steven? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that, um, the rape of that five-year-old girl. What rape of what five-year-old girl? In uh, Israel Nation News, you can look it up. There was a five-year-old girl that was brutally raped and tortured, and it was videotaped by the older boy. They were all juveniles. Where was this? Judge, uh, it was in Idaho. When did it happen? Uh, I, don't, I can't remember. It, it's not too long ago that it happened. Okay. Because it just came out. I got it on my phone, but I have to hang up, then I'll, we won't be able to look at it. You right. Know? But um, Crazy. the judge would not even let the parents in there. And they this was recorded them. on video? Yes. And put out on social media? Uh, no, it wasn't put out on social media, but it was recorded. I don't know if it was put I don't know. I, it, the paper doesn't say if it was put out on social media or not. It just says that they, the five-year-old girl was brutally raped and tortured. And, and this is in America, in, in Idaho, you said? Yes, in Idaho. Hmm. It's Israel Nation News. Oh, okay. And and uh, so it hasn't gotten out on on the in the mainstream at all, huh? Well, it's never going to get there. <laughs> it's not going to get there. They're not going to cover that. It's all about you know. It's not. It about sounds. It. it sounds vaguely familiar to that Twin Falls incident. Remember that Twin Falls incident in I think Idaho. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I oh, think. that was years ago. No, that got oh, out in okay. that got out in uh that got out in a little bit of the mainstream media. Oh, okay. Well yeah. I was reading about it. They uh, were they like Syrian boys or something like that? They were Muslim boys, yes. They yeah, were, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm somewhat familiar with that. It was like in a laundry room or something like that. Yes, right. And they brought back memory well, I'm just reading about it because I was just reading about Joe Biden's executive orders and it pertains to that. That he just passed one in that if um, something about putting illegals in your uh, neighborhood and, and you can't do anything about it now. And he's got an executive order protecting that action where they can dump illegals in your neighborhood now. And you can't, you know, it's, it's a thing that they're wanting to do now. Yeah. And these, I think, were refugees. Um, yeah, and they have. Yeah, exactly. We had a um, we had a lady on the Jesse Lee Peterson show a couple of times named Anne Corcoran, Corcoran, no e at the end of Anne, 
and she was she had a blog called Refugee Resettlement Watch that got shut down by WordPress, but it was a years running blog, and I don't know if she's still active anymore. She was on Twitter last I saw, but you know Twitter's banned a lot of people. Anne Corcoran, and she was on top of this refugee resettlement thing. Yeah, and a lot of um, locales were kind of had these refugees forced into their communities. In some cases, the officials, the town officials or city officials were in on it. In other cases, I don't know if they had much of any say at all. But so that's you're, what, so that's you're what right. Joe Biden just passed with his executive order. We might experience even more of this now. Yeah. Because he's done past it. Right. Yeah, no, he's a he's an evil person. And the same thing is going on with HUD, you know, housing and urban development. Under Obama, they were redistributing the ghetto into the nicer neighborhoods, right? Putting single mothers and their f- so-called families, right, with their children into, like, so-called af- put, bringing affordable housing into b- more upscale neighborhoods or decent neighborhoods, pretending that that's, gonna, that's the only thing that's holding these f- so-called families back is the fact that their communities are dangerous. So they're, instead, they're just bringing dangerous communities, people, into nicer communities. And it's a mess. It's I a can't shame. remember, but like six months ago, I wished I remembered the, the bill's number just so you could look it up. But it's there in California. You can look, do your research. But yeah. they're trying to pass it in, into a law that if you have boy-on-boy and girl-on-girl sex, uh, you don't, it's no longer a misdemeanor and you no longer have to register right. Yeah, they, right, they, um, they were trying to say, oh, we need to make it more equal for sex offenders, because homosexual pedophiles get worse treatment than, uh, than, uh, the pedophiles who go for heterosexual stuff. All kinds of mess going on in the world, and it's so misguided. These people aren't for what's right. It's some sick stuff going on. Well, see, people are so stupid, they don't understand, though. They're like, oh, well, that's just happening in California. It ain't no. going to happen. But it always starts, things that start in California, and then it spreads all yep. over the country. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, you, same thing with um, England. England got rid of, or the UK, they got rid of free speech. And honestly, America got rid of free speech a while ago. Introducing hate crimes was a wedge to get rid of free speech. Because they're punishing you for your speech. Uh, they're adding to your punishment for your speech. If you commit a crime and your speech, they f- deem that to be related to it. So you say something negative about blacks or about liberals or Antifa or Black Lives Matter. That's a, all of a sudden, whatever, you, whatever crime you may commit becomes a hate crime. And then they can throw you in jail longer or take your life or whatever. It's some dis- and the feds can get involved. And you don't want the feds involved because they're some of the, the most corrupt police that you can imagine. Way worse than most local cops by far. And more powerful for uh, evil. Messing up people's but, uh, lives. That, I'm, and two, the sentencing, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say that the sentencing's not there, that white people get less time than black people for the same crime. I don't buy it. I say that that's somewhat true because uh-huh. all judges know that when a white man goes to prison, he's going to have hell. 
he's going to he's automatically going to get more time. He's never going to go to prison and get out of there without getting more time added. It's not going to happen. What makes you say that? Well, I serve time. Oh, okay. And, and you had and you had time added to your uh Yeah, because you're either going to be if you're white, you're either going to be homosexual by the time you get out or you're going to have to fight and you're going to spend more time because you assaulted somebody or you had to stab somebody or whatever to survive. So they target they target whites more in prison is what you're saying? Oh, the black do they they it's you know it's a thing that you know if you're white if you don't fight and or whatever you're going to be a homosexual. Right. And like And if you I fight was, you're going to get more time. Is well, what you're like saying. Where I served time, I'll give you an example. We didn't have cell. It was just one big room with a chain link fence in there, and you had bed. And where I was at, it was like 450 blacks to that room and only 50 whites. Oh, wow. So you can imagine how your life would be. You have to you have to establish yourself as a man, and being a man in there means you're going to have to stab somebody or and get more time. Right. Or you're going to see a girl by the time you leave, one or the other. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty horrific. Um I don't like the fact that they've allowed prisons to get out, out of control like that. But I think judges, we need men to be uh, in charge again, like uh, well, see, Arpaio. And that's why judges sometimes rule that way, because they know that if I give a white man 10 years, he's going to spend an extra five, or he's going to spend an extra 10, because if he's any kind of man, that he's going to get in more trouble, or he's going to be raped repeatedly by the time he gets out. I had never heard this before that whites get more end up getting more time because they have have to get into fights. Yeah, they yeah. Anytime you get well, anytime you get in prison, it doesn't matter what. If you get into fights and you get out of control, you know, right? Yeah, you, you get more time. time yeah, yeah, I, I you're understand not that. Be a white man, a black man can go in there and, and you know if he wants to be good and, and get out on good time, he can. And when you get good time, it, they can cut your time. Right. You know, like, but a white person, he's never going to be able to go in there and get out on good time. So judges, gonna, so judges, so judges will gonna, be fair to fair to the whites because they know this. Is is that because true? They know. They know that they're sentencing. They know they're sentencing somebody for their crime that they're going to have to pay for, <laughs> which is fine. But they know that they're going to either be raped or they're going to get more time yeah, added. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got you. So, wow. so the way you get more time added because you had to fight, or you come out knowing you've been raped several times. You just get—that's what goes on. And white people don't want to talk about it. I know but it's a—it's—it's a, it's, it's a horrific notion. It's a horrific notion. Um, Covington Bigglesworth says he's right, Hake. No, I mean it's—it's it's just that I had never really heard that as common knowledge, and that. And that a, a judge would actually rule that way, knowing that. Because judges aren't sympathetic to whites. Give me a break. If anything, they're more sympathetic to blacks. If they, if the blacks can manage to get you to feel sorry for them at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll give you another example. Uh-huh. Um, this was a long time ago. I got my life straight. I've been straight for like 30-something years. But um, Judge Roy Moore was one of the most... And nobody would vote for him that was black, and he loved blacks. Right. I lived in Alabama from Mississippi, and I was on a job one time. This black guy from California, he kept harassing me, harassing me because I was white. Yeah. And he didn't know that, you know, I had been in serve time and did things like that. <laughs> and he called me in the cooler one day, and I knocked some of the dreads off his head, and he <laughs> followed me home and 
and tried to kill me, put five bullets in my vehicle. If I didn't get over the time, he put two bullets in my head. Wow. And Judge Roy Moore, he went in front of Judge Roy Moore for attempted murder, and uh, they let him back off because he had eight kids down to first-degree assault and let him out on probation. Wow. So they can't. So all these black people telling you that the sentencing is not fair, they have to lie. Because he should have been charged with a hate crime, and he should have served even more time. He should have went to prison for murder. Right. <laughs> Roy Moore was soft on him? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, he was my, he was, he, he went in front of him, in front of my, he, you know, it was my case in front of George Roy Moore. Yeah. And George Moore felt sympathy for him because he had eight kids, young kids, <laughs> and he didn't want to send him in prison for 20, well, First degree assault carries twenty years, but it, it allows you to be on probation where attempted murder would. Right. So, so he dropped it down. Wow. First degree assault and allowed him to go home. Walk right on. <laughs> oh, George Roy Moore, you big softy. Wow, that's course, a shame. The same guy. If true. If that true. Same, same guy. Ten years ago, he shot another white guy in the back. Of course, his friend was with him, and he knocked his cap off. That was the end of him. He didn't. You know, his life was taken. Wow. Because he was a racist. He kept, you know. He hated whites. This black guy. He hated whites. Yep. <laughs> what's, what's knocked the dreads off of his head? What does that mean? <laughs> because he had uh, the dreads, you know, the gold teeth and, you know. But you knocked dreadlocks off of his head? Like the, his hair strands? Well, when I punched him in the face, <laughs> his dreads flew off. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> so, they were, so it was a weave? <laughs> well, he, you know, they do the little braids and, and, and stuff in their hair. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, Stephen. What stories? Uh, yeah. That's, it's an expression, James says, Nick. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm a little not, slow. <laughs> I have some black terminology because I was raised around black people. Of course, I serve time, you know, and right. you, know, you get to know the culture and sometimes you pick up some of their lingo and stuff right. like that. <laughs> well, that's interesting, man. I appreciate the info and it's a nice call. Thanks, yes, Steve. sir. Thank you. All right. Take care. Wow. You know, um, I heard on the Jesse Lee Peterson show earlier, um, that guy from Buffalo, New York, was at trying to confront White Chris, Skateboard White Chris. Well, I don't know if Chris calls himself Skateboard White, <laughs> but uh, Lin Yan Chin does. And Chris pointed out, I mean, there's all sorts of factors that's involved in sentencing and stuff like that. First of all, as Colin Flaherty, the great journalist, Colin Flaherty, objective journalist, fairly objective, who's documented black mob violence, black violent crime, black on white crime, black on old people crime, black on Asian crime, black on handicapped people crime, or disabled, if you're one of those people who prefers that term, um, that with sentencing, they take plea deals, they're not always charged with what they've committed. And there's, thing, there's little things like showing up to court in the first place, paying your fines, all these, all, all these extenuating circumstances that, have to, that go into sensor, uh, sentencing. And plus, being able to afford a, a better judge. It's their own fault that they can't afford a better judge. It's not our fault. But they pretend, oh, it's racism. <laughs> Give me a break. They never, when they get to the specifics of the case, of these cases, their argument completely falls apart because then you get dealing with reality. Because you can lie with statistics. 
<laughs> yeah, I like that call too. Jihad called back and fell off, called back and fell off. That's all right, Jihad. Appreciate the question. I forget what it was. Had something to do with my hair. I wanted to ask you, how did you get that name, if that's a real name? Because Jihad means struggle, right? Is that what they claim that it means? Struggle. Or holy war. Or holy struggle. (laughs) It's a Muslim word. My struggle? No. Might, maybe. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I heard that he liked the Muslims. The guy who wrote My Struggle. Oh, because they're strict. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Or I should say anyway, because I'm American. Let me get to another first-time caller. Teresa, out of Texas, wants to uh, ask me about another story. What's up, Teresa? Hey, how you doing, Hank? Fine. How are you? My first time calling. Right on. <laughs> what an honor. Um, oh, thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. So, anyways, um, yeah, I was calling about, I don't know if you heard about the California City little boys that's been missing for the past, like, almost two months. A couple of black boys? Young black boys? Like, toddlers? Yes. Yes. I hadn't heard of it, but I'm I'm seeing it right now. Okay. Something like, like, are their grandparents speaking out or something like that? Oh, yeah. But here's the thing, so like I've been following it since there's been there's been this one there's been like maybe three to four people that started following it when the when the adoptive parent first came out and did the interview. Oh. So he it's been a on the streets news crew. It is not mainstream media at all. They don't have nothing to do with mainstream media. And so basically they've been presenting us the truth for the month, this past month and a half or 50-some-odd days, you know what I'm saying? We've been seeing day for day exactly what's been going on. Yeah. All of a sudden, whenever people started, because it has to do with CPS. Con- Child, Protective, Child Protective Services is CPS, right? Correct. Government organization. Correct. Yeah. And trafficking these parents using and exploiting these children, and it finds out that many, many other children have become missing from this city, Cal City, Bakersfield, and the surrounding area. Yeah, this is up north in, like, Kern County, like 100 miles north of Los Angeles. Kind of boonie, yes. sort of boonies-ish, right? Yeah, and, and so, like, we've basically close to, like, because this guy, he has, his name is A.V. Watchman. And he's been reporting on government officials for a long time in California, you know, just making sure they're doing their job. Which they're not. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah. And so um, he, um, but like I said, he's been presenting the truth. So I'm going to say close to maybe 300 people have been watching this, keeping track of it. You know, they're like, where are the boys? They're out there protesting every day. And all these, it's coming up that everybody's lying. Everybody's lying. Everybody's lying. As By everybody's as, lying, you're saying that the parents, the grand, the adoptive parents, the grandparents, yes. and like, the mainstream media, because the mainstream, mainstream media is covering this. Is it? Picked it up. Let Jack me just tell you guys. Let me just tell you guys. Um, it was reported 
It was reported actually today. There was a candlelight prayer held in Bakersfield for two missing Cal City boys. That's the 20th one they've done. That's the 20th candlelight vigil that they've done. Okay, and that was on Monday night, yesterday, for two missing California City boys. Three-year-old Orson West and four-year-old Orin vanished from their home seven weeks ago. December. Reported missing December 21st. We want answers. Where are the boys? And these boys are black? Are they? Yes. And yes. they were adopted by black uh, adoptive parents? Yes, the, the, um, Trezell is black, and um, his wife is Latino-Mexican. Okay, because I, I saw, I guess, the, the man's parents, I guess. Yes. The older folks. And here's the thing. They just came out and said... Lying about, about what? What are they lying about? Well, be, well, first they're saying that they're being harassed, and they have never once been harassed at all. Only thing is, is that Trezell went to their house after they just got out of Cal City, went to Bakersfield, and he's been basically staying there. Who, who is Trezell, the, the, the adoptive father? Yes. Why are you guys Trizel, so interested in it? Because, well, the only reason why I'm interested in it is because what really made me interested was to see how mainstream media sent this story. Because basically, a whole bunch of people saw the truth, and now what's the, what's the truth? What's media. the truth? The truth is that these these kids went been missing for the past over three months, four months, and they they it's just showing how they exploit these children. They didn't have any income. The only income they had was oh. fostering and taking care of children. And then all of a sudden... So they, were, Lynn, so they were adopting ch- these boys just to get money. That's it. That's oh, okay. it. They, they only adopt and foster children for an income. Acor- according they, to what uh, the guy who's following it is saying. I hear that that's pretty common. Oh, yeah. That, and that's what it is, is it's exploiting how CPS in California and in that area is, it's just not, these, these boys were just basically, they're still not going to be found. They still haven't been found. Wow. Um, but they're spinning it to be racist now because the guy that's been looking for them and been telling the truth is the white guy. Yeah. So now they're saying that, you know, the public's coming against them, they're harassing. No one has ever harassed them. If you view the video, the true videos, the truth, you will see that none of that's ever happened. He, the, the, the boots on the ground basically has done everything legal, the police, everything, everything to buy the book. Because they know they can't, you know, what they can and can't do. As far as talking, can't go into the yard, can't mess with evidence, can't do anything. They're just basically saying, hey, we're in this community. We're in this community. We're trying to say you're you're looking and searching for these boys that went missing. And the story that the adoptive parents that are giving the adoptive parents are totally wrong because video evidence proves that it's wrong. You're talking about they are claiming that they were harassed by Citizen journalist, the citizen journalist guy that you're listening to. All the people just basically saying, where are the boys? Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
But um, but I'll tell you, there's some there's some sick stuff going on with this foster parenting and adoption, and there's oh, it's a corrupt been going world on forever. The way they use children, especially this is the funny, not the funny thing. I hate to say funny thing, but if you look at the big picture, number one, this has been going on for decades. Yeah, I mean, you've you've ever since I was a this kid, I've heard that foster new. foster parents can just be foster so-called families it well, can not be a mess. that the system itself not just right. the families the system exploits the children too and that's a governmental system yep. we're paying taxes to these people True. we just elected california just elected all these new officials you, you know, know and then, yeah you know in or speaking of this whole situation in oregon we've covered it on our on the jesse lee peterson show when i was producer they, uh, Oregon will allow a mother to adopt out her child uh, out from underneath and without the permission of the father, especially if the mother is unmarried, right? And so the father gets no say, and in some cases he get, doesn't even know what happened to his own daughter or son or children. Say, uh, there's, we've interviewed this black father from uh, somewhere in back east, I, I think, if I remember right. And his, his uh, baby's mother, his child's mother, sent the family, sent the child to some couple in Oregon to be adopted. And the fake rationale is that, well, they weren't married, so the husband, I mean, the, the father gets no say. And that's so corrupt. That's such a bad imitation of morality. And so the fathers get no chance with to be with their sons, and the mother gets to do that maliciously. So it's corrupt all over America. And you know, there was a, there was a, uh, there was this viral picture during the Ferguson riots and Ferguson Black Lives Matter protests back in 2014 and, and, so, and so on, of this black boy all dressed up all fancy and hugging and crying with a police officer, right? A police, a white police officer hugged him. And that mm-hmm. black boy was an adopted son or whatever, along with his other siblings, of these white, so-called, lesbian Black Lives Matter supporters, couple. And they mm-hmm. ended up driving off a cliff and killing some of these kids and themselves. And it's so crazy that they're pushing this, oh, homosexual and lesbian adoption and all this madness. It's very corrupt. They hate children. The government. I know. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate the tip, Teresa. I hadn't heard anything about this this story with these black kids going missing. Well, if you hear mainstream media, with CB, I think it was Good Morning America, or I think it's CBS or whatever. Which is if like the worst. Them, yeah. If you hear them start, if you hear or anybody that's listening, if you hear them say, oh... You know, this bad is happening against adoptive parents. And the, let me tell you, a total of six minutes is what the adop- only person that searched for these kids, as far as in that family, was Trezell, and it was six minutes long. Yeah, six I don't minutes. know. So, well, I don't know. It's, it is it is. It's, it's crazy. It's hard to know what really went on because you're not with them 24-7, so... True. But anyway, but appreciate it, it Teresa. A true example of fake news. That's all I would. The whole thing was 
now I know what fake news is. Yeah, <laughs> true. Thank you, Teresa. All right, thank you. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Before I get to Rick in Hampton and the, and the rest of these stories, I have some, oh, there's that viral video. This guy, I don't know if he was one of the children who died. I don't remember if all the children died. But they had been claiming that they were getting starved and abused. They went to the neighbor's house because they weren't allowed to eat, so they went, you know, this is all according to neighbors and the kids' supposed recounting of what's going on with them. Um, From their lesbian mothers. So you just saw a picture of that kid crying and hugging the white cop (laughs) in Ferguson. Oh, I guess that was in Portland, Oregon. But it was amid the Ferguson riots, right? Remember? Remember the Black Lives Matter riots of 2014 and all that? Ridiculous. I think it was 2014. There's been riots and riots and riots and riots and riots. Thanks, Obama! And others. (laughs) Yeah, that's the pick, though. Hot Computer Smell gave a super chat on Streamlabs. I don't know if I read all your Streamlabs, actually. How Computer Smell said, uh, uh, I guess last Friday, Hake, you're learning, you're learning to be the maze wrangler. <laughs> yeah. Like a snake wrangler. I wouldn't be surprised if they start charging... Oh, yeah, I did read that one. She, Hot Computer Smell on Streamlabs.com slash The Hake Report gave a super chat yesterday and said, What is intersex? I won't get too explicit, but she asks, Is it any different from transgender? Yes. Yes, it is. From what I understand, intersex is what we used to call hermaphrodite. That's when you're born with both things or something like that. It's kind of vague or confused. Basically, it's what intersex is, hermaphrodite. But they're being coaxed and tempted. It's something that, it's an actual physical issue. Unlike these uh, other things. Transgender is a choice. (laughs) Quote, unquote, choice. It's a mental delusion, right? Spiritual mental delusion. Whereas intersex is, uh, it's a term come up with by sleazy intellectuals, maybe not Christians, probably. And it's, um, now they're embracing, they're trying to bring them into the fold of this fake victimhood group of LGBTQ no, oh, no, LGBTIQ. <laughs> I used to call it QIA because it, they used to put, call it, they used to call it LGBTQIA. But now, according to the far left foreign French outlet AFP, shared by MSN, which is a Microsoft uh, outfit, they're calling it LGBTIQ. And. Yeah, it's a physical issue, but they're being tempted to fall into this victimhood thing. I'm special, and it's a mess. It's a genetic disorder, says Burning Orchids. One is fake, the other is real. Transgender is fake, the other is real, but you can overcome all things, right? It's a scientific anomaly, like albinos, says Burning Orchids. See, he knows. Listen to him on uh, the YouTube chat. Hermaphrodite. 
Yeah, they don't use that term hermaphrodite anymore. Now they use they say, oh, that should only be used for plants and animals. <laughs> or something like that. What a mess. Yeah, LGBT is trying to take them under their wing. And pretend that that means that, see, gender is not a binary. It's a spectrum. And you'll notice that it always goes towards being more female. It's gross. Such a shame. But people can get past this stuff. Everybody got their challenges, right? Um, they don't want you to know that you can get past it. It's gross. It's really gross. Um, how they pretend that, oh, these are, these are victims and we need to fight for their human rights. You have Joe Biden going like, oh, we need to make sure that every person is treated with equity and dignity and respect. Meanwhile, he calls, he says, the Republicans want to put y'all back in chains. Where's their dignity and respect in accusing, dick, uh, accusing Republicans of wanting um, blacks to be in chains? Give me a break. Only chains that they belong in is handcuffed and going to jail if they've committed crimes. Those are the right chains. <laughs> the I, LGBTIQ, I stands for intersex. It's gross. I mean, this gross thing is the is the pretense that we're standing for equality and rights, human rights. There, there's Joe Biden is bringing us back into the UN Human Rights Council, or he wants to. The UN is for everything evil. They accuse America of racism, and they kiss up to all these evil countries and evil fake versions of morals. They're globalists. They're socialists. They are immoral, anti-Christian, anti-white. And the, many of these white countries are going along with them because they think, oh, I'm secure in my whitehood. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah. Uh, the, and listen to the quotes from this, from this uh, UN civil rights thing from, uh, that I mentioned in Hake News before I, get, before I go to the break. The UN Human Rights Council, they have a president named, from Fiji, the president of the council is Nazat Shamim Khan. And he said... Uh, there are deep inequalities laid bare by COVID. So he's an SJW, anti-American person. We should send all of our anti-American people in this country to go live with him in Fiji. He says, as a community of nations, the emergencies and disasters caused by a climate crisis or health emergency have the effect of exacerbating existing inequalities and of deepening poverty. But the UN doesn't support America defending their borders. Because us not defending our borders exacerbates the, the suffering of the people who are not taking care of themselves you know, here in America, right? The blacks disproportionately suffer from the, uh, from the illegal aliens, as JLP points out. But these people aren't honest about the real things. 
They have fake things, climate crisis, health emergency, constructive and inclusive dialogue, building societies which are fairer, resilient, and built on human dignity and, and equality. The Human Rights Council takes a role capable of transforming social, national, and global relationships. No mention of the Epic Times says, no mention of the Chinese Communist parties, which they're on this Human Rights Council, by the way, egregious human rights abuses alleged, such as the widespread detention of Uyghurs, Uyghurs in Xinjiang, which some of those guys are crazy terrorist murderers, right? The Uyghur Muslims. Four of them, according to one guy from the late BlackRock, or what's formerly called BlackRock, said that four guys stabbed and murdered 29 people at a Chinese train station. Crazy. But there's brutal ongoing persecution of the spiritual discipline of Falun Gong since 1999. What about Christians? Are Christians still persecuted over in China? I heard that Christians are the most persecuted people in the world, but you don't really hear about it from these mainstream sources. Huh. A lot of wiggers. <laughs> anyway, guys, I'm going to get to Rick in Hampton, Virginia after this break. We're going into the second hour here. I will touch on what Jason Miller, the Trump guy, communications strategist, is saying about our real president. He's happy to be off of Twitter. Probably a nice little break, right? Happy to be out of office, honestly. Nice little break. Right on. Well-deserved. Thank you, President Trump. And all of that and uh, more of your calls, 888-775-3773. Be right back. By the way, guys, did you know that um, 
according to Mark Meadows, who was in the Trump administration, he's a guy, that President Trump had offered to deploy something like 10,000 National Guard to Washington, D.C. for this, uh, for this Capitol Hill situation, Capitol riot, before the riot happened. He offered to deploy 10,000 National Guard. It was reported. In D.C. ahead of the January 6th situation. January 6th was when we had the Stop the Steal rally over in Washington, D.C. That's what they called it. The Epic Times reports that Meadows told Fox News' Sunday Morning Futures, which I think is... I forget who, co- who hosts that. It might be Maria Bartiromo. That although Trump had been vocal about offering Capitol Police and National Guard presence at the Capitol on multiple occasions last month, his offer was rebuked every time or declined. We also know that in January, but also throughout the summer, the president was very vocal in making sure that we had plenty of National Guard, plenty of additional support, because he supports our rule of law, and always has, and supports our law enforcement and offered additional help. Yeah, he told Maria Bartiromo. Even in January, that was a given. As many as 10,000 National Guard troops were t- told to be on the ready by, Secretary of, by the Secretary of Defense, as Meadows said, Mark Meadows that was a direct order from President Trump, and yet, here is what we see, all kinds of blame going around, but yet, not a whole lot of accountability. The accountability needs to rest where it ultimately should be, and that's on Capitol Hill, Meadows said. The Pentagon and the office of Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who told, people, who told police to stand down and said, don't come unless you contact us first, because we need to coordinate. We don't want people confusing the police confusing each other for rioters or whatever, or militia or whatever. So Muriel Bowser didn't respond to requests for comment, but she's part of the mess that underprepared because she didn't want chaos. But she's that's pretty much typical of what women and Democrats and blacks, the, especially these liberals, bring. What a mess. And they're pretending that, oh, Trump is to blame. Give me a break. Trump did drop, or his lawyers anyway, dropped a 78-page trial memorandum ahead of this impeachment thing. And it cites what they call one very chilling fact that the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which is very corrupt and liberal, by the way, they confirmed the breach was pre-planned. And this dispels the incitement accusation. The Capitol was breached before the end of Trump's speech, and most of us knew, many of you guys knew this. Some of the dumb liberals who, who refuse to listen to the truth pretend not to know it. But this is from the PDF that the Trump team, is, I think it's called 45 Office or something like that, for President Trump, because he's the fourth, 45th president. Despite going to great lengths, this is directly from the PDF, a quote, to include relevant information regarding Trump's comments dating back to August 2020 and various postings on social media, the House managers, which are the people trying to impeach Trump, right, are silent on one very chilling fact. The Federal Bureau of Investigation confirmed that the breach at the Capitol was planned several days in advance of the rally. 
and therefore had nothing to do with the president's speech on January 6th at the ellipse. Because they're pretending that Trump's speech, where he said, oh, he'll fight like hell. He was talking about his legal battle. But they're pretending that he was telling them to fight like hell. And you heard a caller on the Jesse Lee Peterson show thinking that that's what that meant. Pretending to think that, right? So phony. Trump has always been nothing but be peaceful, be lawful, support the police. He's a police-loving boomer. Right on, Trump. According to investigative reports all released after January 6th, 2021, the Capitol Police, the New York Police Department, and FBI all had prior warning there was going to be an attack on the Capitol. Wow. And they still were underprepared several days in advance and they were still underprepared? Sounds like it might have been a setup, huh? Hmm. Huh. Reminds me of the, you know, same thing with Charlottesville, Virginia. A setup against the alt-right. Mostly peaceful, lawful protesters. The alt-right were. I'm just calling them the alt-right for short, right? The people who did not like the taking down of the Robert E. Lee statue and the great Confederate heroes of America. And there are very fine people on both sides of that argument, Trump said. (laughs) And he's, that's kind of him to say. I don't know many fine people who are for taking down these statues. Embarrassingly enough, says this PDF from Trump, even members of the Democrat leadership themselves admitted on the record after January 6th that they believed the riots were pre-planned with some including Representative James Clyburn. He's black. (laughs) And a joke. Why are all black politicians a joke? Including Tim Scott. The only one who's not, and he's not a politician, is the great. Oh, and Alan West was no joke. They got rid of him. But the great Justice Clarence Thomas. The rest of these people, Tim Scott's a rhino. But Trump worked with him. What a shame. Anyway. Um... James Clyburn, the House Democrat whip. Yeah, this guy. Doesn't he just look like a joke? And he is. When he opens his mouth, he looks even sillier. I think maybe because I know what the type of stuff that he spews out of his mouth is why he, he seems like such a joke to me. But he's a hater. He went so far, this James Clyburn guy that Joel is showing you on this screen went so far as to accuse fellow House members of coordinating and planning the attack in advance as co-conspirators. Conspirators. Accusing fellow House members. Ridiculous. They get to slide. The Capitol, by the way, this Trump PDF points out that the Capitol, which was breached, right, that building, is 1.6 miles away from Ellipse Park, which is near the White House. That is approximately a 30 to 33-minute walk, depending on how fast of a walker you are, right? Trump began addressing the crowd at 11.58 a.m., nearly 12 Eastern, and made his final remarks at 1.12 p.m. Nice. 74-minute speech. Right on, Trump. Talk about energy. Nice. Now we have an energy-less energyless, sleepy Joe Biden. Wannabe president. 
and his wannabe vice president, <laughs> Kamala. Protesters, activists, and rioters had already breached the grounds a mile away, 19 minutes prior to the end of President Trump's speech. See, he was still talking. By the way, um, <laughs> a lawyer claims that an oath keeper was, who was charged with the Capitol riot has worked for the FBI and he held top secret clearances. What? A Fed involved in this riot? Revolver and Global News report that a man who authorities say is a leader of the far-right Oath Keepers, and far-right is not, is, I think it's a misnomer. The Oath Keepers are just, from what I understand, the Oath Keepers are current and former, I think, current and retired police, fire, sheriffs, uh, veterans, military veterans, if I'm not mistaken, right? who want to keep their oath to, to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States. That's why they call it Oath Keepers, right? And that's supposed to be far right. They're a militia group. A militia group, because they have, been, have the training in firearms, and they, they worked for the government in some level. Or some of them maybe, maybe uh, still do, I don't know. He was accused of helping to organize a ring of other extremists and led them an attack last month at the U.S. Capitol. But he's held a top-secret security clearance for decades, previously worked for the FBI, according to his attorney on Monday, Thomas Caldwell. He, authorities claim he holds a leadership role in the extremist group. I, don't, I think it's a misnomer to call Oath Keepers extremist. Antifa is extremist. Oath Keepers are, uh, I would call them centrist, I don't know. But, you know, some people in the militia, they're hit and miss. They tend to be very disciplined. They don't do anything crazy. I've never heard of a militia member um, doing anything other than just be very disciplined with their weapons, not just willy-nilly firing upon anybody. I've heard of militia members getting killed by feds, not killing others. They tend to show up at these rallies in some cases, they show up and don't take any side. They just show up to keep the order. Just help out and keep the order. That's as far as I know of militia. Sometimes they, occasionally they may get a little nutty. Some of them get into things that aren't necessarily true. I heard that there were negligent discharges at the NFAC gatherings, though. But that's not the normal militia. That's into the black thing. NFAC is not effing around coalition. <laughs> Man, what a mess. Anyway, this guy, Thomas Caldwell, who may be falsely accused, I don't know. Or maybe he's a Fed stirring up trouble. Who knows, right? I don't know. Thomas Caldwell, leaders, supposedly a leadership role with Oath, Oath Keepers, worked as section chief for the FBI 2009 to 2010 under Obama. Reti after retiring from the Navy, according to his lawyer, Thomas Plouffetan, wrote an motion urging the judge to release him from jail while he awaits trial. Caldwell has been denied, he has denied being part of Oath Keepers. He's held a top secret security clearance since 1979, because he's in his 60s. Requires multiple special background investigators. 
He ran a consulting firm, did classified work for the U.S. government, vetted and found numerous times as a person worthy of the trust and confidence of the United States government, as indicated by granting him top-secret security clearances. You know, these people, times change. Back in the 80s, maybe you were an upstanding person, you worked in the government, or you helped train people, and then a few years later, you're considered an extremist. This happens to people. On the outs. Look at Fox News. Fox News used to have Matt Drudge, Jesse Lee Peterson on there all the time, Bill O'Reilly, and now they're like all feminist, pro-gay and stuff. Anyway, um, FBI didn't comment. This Caldwell guy is one of three people authorities have described as oath keepers, and who knows if these authorities are honest. I doubt it. Charged last month with conspiracy and accused plotting of the attack on the Capitol in advance. He's been locked up at, since his arrest at his home in Berryville, Virginia, since January 19th. He denies ever even going into the Capitol and says he has physical limitations that would prevent this 66-year-old from forcing his way into the building. But he's accused of being like a ringleader type of a guy. Who knows? Caldwell's lawyer said he, was a re he retired as a lieutenant commander with the Navy, a 100% disabled veteran. Suffered from complications related to a service-connected injury to the shoulder, back, knee issues. 2010, he had a spinal injury, which later failed and led to chronic spinal issues and a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder, according to the court filing. I don't know what kind of guy this was, or is. But isn't that interesting if he turns out to be a fed? <laughs> uh, whatever. Let me get to Rick in Hampton, Virginia. He's been on hold forever. He wants to talk about the justice system being called racist. Rick, how are you doing? Man, my brother James, the Hake Report. La, la, la. What's going on, brother James? Not much. How about you? I'm fine. I'm fine, man. And what I want to talk about, you know, I get, oh, God, man, I'm telling you. Blacks got racism stuck in their heads so bad, man. Sometimes yeah. I don't think it's any hope, man, you know? No, yeah, there is. There's always hope. Well, you know, right, I'm not me. I'm going to continue praying for and, and helping blacks that want to be helped. Right. But other than that, man, it seems like they're programmed to believe that racism is everything. Right. I, and um, I was debating um, my friend. You heard one of the um, riders wanted to go on vacation, and, and the judge honored it. <laughs> and I said, I said, I didn't, I didn't hear about that one, but um, I told him, well, she probably had a good lawyer. She got to still come back and face trial, regardless. And yeah, it's like this: when you commit a crime, broke. My mom, my grandma's always tell me when you commit a crime, um, no one should, no one should commit a crime, but especially when you're poor because you can't afford legal representation. Right now, you're really in trouble. Yeah, you know, either. A lot of times, the people that get arrested, they 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 prize. That's law enforcement word saying that they another running. They they granted this guy more than one. Yeah, that the attitude, that, and how many times they've been in the system already. Right, well, a lot plays in the role, man. Then Very true. When they, when a lot of blacks get into um, state appointed lawyers, they don't listen to them. They sit there and call their lawyer by their first name, like <laughs> their first name is Joe. What's up, Joe? Yeah. You know, instead of saying, Joe, you know, be professional with him. Though. He's there to help you. You know, you don't send a call to Joe. Right. Like he's on, on the streets and well. Yeah. And then they give him some advice. 
They don't listen to him, man. This person they say like this a black person being there for shooting up two people, killing two people in the store, and then the lawyer, the state appointed lawyer, tell him, um, hey, man, you gonna get some time, man. Man, you ain't for me, man. Man, my, <laughs> my, my friends in prison told me that I could get old. Yeah. Now, if they knew the legal system, they wouldn't be in there themselves. True. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, you and, you and Jesse told me a letter about Aaron. That's a good article to read. That's a must-read yes. article. Yep. It's, um, it was, it's dated back May 2014. It's called A Letter by a Lawyer. Yeah, from a letter, f- letter from a public defender, if I remember right. Exactly. That's it. You and Jesse turned me on to that letter. I had to go back and research that letter. And man, he was to the team, man. Confessions of a public defender. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was May 9th, 2014. Yep. Yep. Good article to read, man. And he described it to the team, man. Yep. How he acted being a be out in the lobby gossiping, high-fiving each other. Right. I'd be ashamed to be here, you know? Yep. Man, I don't even want to. If I'm in court, I don't even want to be there. Even if I'm innocent, I don't want to be there. I know. You know? But um, they sit up there, they be in court. What you in here for, dog? Yeah. Man, I'm in I'm here from um, Robin. Man, I'm here from robbing the bank. Like, like it's all, like it's all just, oh, man, it's a best change. That's a different one. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, um, I mean, Good five and each I'll screenshot it for you. You know, in the hallway and stuff, and um, it's just, yeah. it's, well, it was her black, lack of God and lack of moral character, even, include even how blacks handle their finances. Yep. You know, that's lack of, I mean, believe it or not, you can tell a person character by how they spend their money. Yes. You know how True. you tell how you, they sit up there and drink all the time, buying high priced clothes, and ain't got their priorities to, in the, in the order. You can that's that that talks about the character right there. Yeah, it's you know? crazy. I mean, anyone can have wealth, man. I mean, the Bible is the best financial book in the world, man. And the good thing about the Bible, if anybody wants to apply it, it works for anybody. Yeah, even blacks they even made the Bible racist now. <laughs> Yeah, they're crazy. They, I mean, they're so into the. They're like they'll they'll make they'll pretend that you believe in white Jesus and say you believe in white Jesus. You never even mentioned that. Oh wow, you're quick, impressive. <laughs> I said, man, Joel is showing the I article think. that you just mentioned, Rick. Confessions yeah, of a public oh, defender yeah. on American it's a good Renaissance. Article, it? Yeah, it is. That's a must-read article. Yep. I'll li- I will link it on my uh, blog post for today's show that I'll put up uh, yeah. later on. You guys turned me on to that letter. You and um, Joel, y'all turned me on to that letter. Yeah. I, I reference go, it sometimes. It. Yep. Yeah. It's the truth, man. You go back. That's just how they act in court, man. They public defender tell them what to do. Hey, can you wear a shirt and tie? Man, it ain't me, ma'am. They come in there. They on drugs. Well, they on drug charge. They come in there with a marijuana shirt on. Yeah, on, man. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you don't get, you want to go to jail. Yeah. I mean, all the judge looks for, man, believe it or not, man, a lot of times the judge has done what, like, like, when, like when we go to court, they've they been done what we've done. You know, they want to give you a break, man. All they want to do is hear, see, are you remorseful what you did, man? Yeah. And a lot of times, blacks' attitude think they should get off because they're black and they want to reference slavery. Yeah. You know, just like taking out, they had one up here in Virginia. They was taking down all the white judges' um, pictures down top of 
it's going to discourage his clients. <laughs> man, it, it, what, what they going to do with your case, man? Your case is what's going to put you in a jail. I know. I was, I was listening to this song. There was this rap song that I was listening to, and I don't really listen uh-huh. to rap, right? But it said, um, the judge looks just like the man, the white man who put me, me on a boat. <laughs> Referring to the slave man, ship. I'm, Give me a break. They, they, forget to, they forget to include the blacks that escorted them to the um, Europeans. So they, they, <laughs> right. they forget them. So yes. they, they gave them a first class escort to the boat. Yeah. So they never mentioned them. I guess they ain't no money when they mentioned them. I know. Yeah, that um, that article mentions that Confessions of a Public Defender, it mentions yeah. how they, I reference it pretty regularly, actually, because mm-hmm. you you see how some of these criminals just treat people with the knockout game or with the brutal things that they do, and yeah. they basically treat people like worse than animals. Like, you don't, they're not my kin, I don't care, so they don't have any... Problem? No remorse at all. Just stomping, James. stomping a person. It's like ridiculous, and you see I that regularly person, in these video viral if, videos. If these blacks threaten your life or your family, and it's life or death, you blow a hole in their chest. That's anybody that's threatening somebody's family. I mean, you have Black, to you have to be able to do self defense for sure. That's right. Yeah, but now that even that, even that is well, uh, the way Joe Biden's going against the law every time. I guess so. He he mentioned racism more than anybody, man. Joe Biden. Yeah. Systematic racism, female racism, transgender racism, supernatural <laughs> racism, racism back in twenty. It's always and 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 they program it in blacks' heads, man. That's all they know. Yeah. Racism. They they don't even think it's any hope. And now the LGBTQIA people have to believe in it now, in order now, to yeah. be yeah. And he pushes it. It's lost. What a sick and, person. Oh, yeah. That's why I say Biden is extreme. People pretend, oh, he's a moderate. No. Moderate compared to what? He's evil. I'm telling you, man, he's a very evil man. And um, even even to the point where transgender can compete with females. Man, (laughs) I'm like this. If I need me a scholarship, James, I'm going to go ahead and compete with the females (laughs) and beat them in wrestling and get that scholarship money. Yeah. I appreciate it, Rick. It's nice to hear no from you. No problem, James. Love you guys. Y'all be blessed, man. All right. You as well. Take care. Okay. Let me get to Joe in Phoenix, Arizona. I think he has a correction regarding Section 8 housing, which is the poor people housing, subsidized housing. What's up, Joe? Good morning, James. Hey. All right. First of all, we actually agree that that is a very bad program. It's just is not doing anything good, but that program started under Clinton 15 years before Obama. Okay, and but I wasn't talking specifically about Section 8. There was something to do with the, I don't know, maybe this is under Clinton too, right? The fair housing, equality, blah, blah, blah. And yes, under what, HUD, what it is, James, I know that, that he was... They, they, are, they are increasing the, the Section 8 vouchers, which is low-income housing vouchers. Okay. So that... The poor people can move to natural neighborhoods instead of staying in concentrated crime-ridden areas. Right. Which I, that's what I, the program was all about. So basically, they were giving poor folks more money to move to natural areas. And I, yeah. we, we agree on that. that. That's not solving the problem. That's just putting a Band-Aid on a bigger issue. See, I, that's my issue with these people. They, um, they give lip service to, oh, we have this problem. But they don't, they don't bring in real solutions. In fact, they've been—they've played that. a part in in causing these problems. 
Um, yeah, deal with the crime. If the if a area is crime ridden, deal with that crime, and uh, and deal with the cause. What's causing the crime? And they pretend they have this atheistic mentality that I don't know if you have this. That they claim that poverty causes cl- crime. They think that. Well, there's a strong correlation there. A correlation, a, yes. A correlation, I admit. Copy. Not a cause. Yeah. But they, it, I think it's an atheistic, communistic notion that, oh, people are committing crimes because they're poor. But that's not why people commit crimes. It adds to the temptations, I suppose, for some. But uh, people mm-hmm. aren't really even that poor in America, I don't think. For the well, most part, people are not starving. Please, that's for sure. Please stop Obama for that. I started 15 years before Obama. Okay. Well, I know that he was pushing it. I know that he was part of pushing it. And Ben Carson, Ben Carson was not doing that. And uh, President ben, Trump. Ben Carson ended that program. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's back though under uh, Obama Part Two. <laughs> no, do you yet, have? Do, you, Biden is. Is planning around bringing it back, yeah. Um, you thought Obama was great. Do you think that Biden will be great? I thought Obama did a great job based on the numbers, not not the man himself. I don't think any politician is great, James. Let's get that clear. So you're talking about the economy numbers, right? Because supposedly, like a bunch of jobs and and economy, stock market, and stuff like that went up. The economy, the stock market recovered. Unemployment. The VA got record funding, which I think is important for our vets. I have vets in my family. Okay. Things improved there. Um, Bin Laden was was killed. So, yes, there there's some good news on, on the Obama administration. And those are just facts, not the man himself. I don't trust any politicians, Democrat or Republican, to tell you the truth. And so do you have any hopes for uh, Biden being an effective? No, I think, think it would be... I think it would be four more years of just gridlock and nonsense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Interesting, Joe. Yeah. As per your last call, I hear, I wish your, your, your listeners were more informed, and that's so ignorant. <laughs> what, what was they, wrong with Rick's call? They just walked through the ghetto culture, and the worst of black culture is, is black culture. That's just not the, not the case. For example, okay, you talked about how any black person... Can can earn earn income or earn wealth, and that that's true. But guess what? Um, the share of black men in the middle or upper class, as measured by family income, has risen thirty eight percent from nineteen sixty to fifty seven percent today. In other words, about one in two black men in America have reached middle or middle class or higher. So there is good news. There is progress. So please stop blaming black America for the worst of the worst. But morally, but morally, those people, even those people are crying racism stuff. The middle class is still crying racism. You can't just just say all black people are crying racism. That is just not true. Um, But I never said all. I said when when you when I say blacks are crying racism, I'm speaking in general terms. And generally, it's undeniable that blacks are crying racism. All the ones with a all the ones with a platform. And all I the ones propped up by a platform there. are given that. Far too, much, far too much coverage and yeah. far too much. I mean, BLM has, has no power. They really don't. They're in the news a lot, and they're made, they're made out to be this big, bad group, but 
really all they're trying to be is like the black version of the ADL. There is a, a lot of money, right? But they're yeah, but but they're um, they're false smears upon the police and upon whites and upon America are amplified by every major corporation and every Democrat politician and even some rhinos. Maybe yeah, almost well, every but Democrat politician. As you know, we've talked before, I am strongly against BLM because they have a radical gay, gay agenda, and I think they're out there to destroy the nuclear family and the men in general. So. It's not just the gay thing. It's the false accusations. It's the jumping to conclusions about police before time, and even after they're exonerated, they're still falsely accused of, of crazy murder. What did you think about, the, uh, about uh, former officer Darren Wilson? And the Michael Brown case. Yeah, I mean the facts of um, that case. Michael, Michael Brown was clearly in the wrong. Period. End of story. Yeah, but they wanted to speculate and 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 riot over it. I mean, some of them oh, didn't right. riot, right? What's wrong? But what's wrong? Never mind the rioting. Let's talk about the well-behaved uh, liberals and blacks who were still saying, "Oh, it's." Be- Blacks are suffering from this racism, and and Darren Wilson well, is racist because he had to go into hiding. The DOG investigation, there was there was found to be deep discrimination and based on racism in the Ferguson Police Department. That's not not if you read that uh, um, report critically. If you read that report critically, they did not really show that. No, we disagree on that. But. Because I, I looked into it, and I read some reports from, uh, I don't know if you read the Wall Street Journal article by Brett Stevens called, I think, Ferguson Lies in Statistics, and then um, the New York, in the New York Post, the CrimeResearch.org founder, um, Dr. John R. Lott Jr., he kind of, they exposed and debunked the deceptive um, statistics that they were pointing out, and some of the you know, they some of the more outlandish, some of the more um, flashy details were that oh, police exchanged racist emails. <laughs> like, give me a break. Um, but they well, were they I were talking about open-minded and and read those articles. But my main point here, James, is yeah. that don't blame Obama for for that policy. It wasn't his; it was Clinton. And secondly, please stop using the worst of the worst for Black America to to be Black America. Ghetto culture is not Black culture. That, that is my only thing I wanted to say today. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll Appreciate it, Joe. All right. All take right, care. Bye. You know, uh, he brings up Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, just like Joe Biden, thinks housing is a human right. Joe Biden thinks housing is a human right. And you saw those Antifa people uh, crying that uh, they, they rioted and had an armed takeover of a hotel. I reported on that last week, right? I think I reported last week because it happened two Sundays ago or something. And so uh, Antifa, the communists, say housing is a human right. And now Joe Biden is saying the same thing. And, and Bill Clinton wanted every black American and every American to be able to afford a home. Isn't that, if I'm not mistaken, what I heard was that's part of what caused this so-called housing bubble. You know what I mean? Remember in 2007, 2008, the housing bubble had a, was a major crisis, and that kind of helped cause this major financial crisis in 2008 that they blamed, they blamed two, 
unpaid for wars, you know, because George W. Bush was supposedly a warmonger, right? And he didn't pay for the wars, and that's what caused the financial crisis and the Wall Street people and 1%. But it wasn't just that. It was also the government kiss-ups themselves who were selling blacks these homes that they couldn't pay for. And so they wouldn't pay back. Jason Lee Peterson talks about this. And uh, when you don't pay back, you're messing up the economy. <laughs> you got to pay for your loans. What a mess. That's that feel-good Bill Clinton that people think was such a great president. A scammer. A liar. Let me talk with... Oh. Let me talk with Tony in California. I guess he's back. Well, I mean, we'll see. He's kind of, he's still on probation. Tony from California, still on probation. What's up, Tony? Well, I'm having a probation officer. How you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? All right. I'm here to report something. And I hope you give me two minutes to report it so that your listeners and the rest of America that's listening to this show will get the real truth about the matter about these police officers. Down there in Alabama. Uh, is this Dothan, Alabama? Dothan? No, it's not. It's D-O-T-H-A-N. Dothan. Yeah, Dothan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're on top of it. You're on top of it. Yeah. Twelve police officers, white police officers, that's a part of this domestic hate group, <laughs> arrested. Wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. Listen, sir. <laughs> All right. Over a thousand black men falsely accused them of drugs and weapon charges. And the prosecutor himself was part of this thing. And they arrested these people, messing up their lives, their family lives. Where are you getting this? Always, excuse me? What's your source for this? Where are you getting it? Uh, Atlantic, uh, the Atlantic Tribune. At the Atlanta Tribune? Yes, yes. That's based in Atlanta, Georgia? Uh, I, I, I believe so. Okay. But they're also now... Wait, I've man, heard this wait, story, too, by the way. Wait, I, I'm sure you have, but you don't report this. You don't report this. I mean, it's All old news. It's, it's black people. It's what? It's old news, but go on. It's not old news because people are still locked up to this day. To this day, <laughs> that's dealing with this situation... And they're trying to, to they, had to bring in, out, they had to bring outsourced uh, prosecutors from outside uh, uh, Alabama, racist Alabama, to come and Alabama's and, not and racist. Prejudice. Oh, well, if you are locked up over a thousand people for nothing, just to destroy their lives, what is that, sir? That's, That's evil. Power. That's evil, That's if power. true. Okay, uh, evil and racism are in the same category. Nope. I don't care how you look at it. Sir. Nope. They're in the same category. False. And then you also got it in Minnesota, doing the same thing in Minnesota. You got it also in Milwaukee. You got it also across America. You got people coming out. You're just of making that. You're just making this stuff excuse up. Me. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Is this also got, reported in the Atlanta Tribune? No, 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 no. This is going on every day, every day. I know, but what's your source? Where are you getting this? Wait a minute, I'm getting it off uh, Fox News, I'm getting it off... Uh, oh gosh, you uh, can't trust wait, these people, wait, they're liberal kiss-ups. Wait, 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 wait a minute, you used to love Fox News, you used to bathe, you used to take a bath in Fox News, come on man. <laughs> I know, but that. they're liberal now, they kiss up to uh, blacks. It, it don't, hey, maybe maybe they are waking up to seeing the real truth and nah. saying, hey, we got to come around. <laughs> Only you and, <laughs> and, and, your, and your supervisor are still stuck in the past 
thinking that the white man is the greatest thing ever. We're on stuck the in the past. Earth. You're the one bringing up this Dothan story, which is years it's old. Not, it, and if they're still in, if these people are still in jail, that leads uh-huh. me to what question. Why wouldn't, why would they not be let out of jail? They let out the, because uh, you got over hold a thousand on, people. Hold over on. a thousand people. They let the why. Central Park Five out and they were guilty. They was guilty, but they got out? Yeah. How was they guilty, sir? That Donald Trump lied on them. Donald Trump did not lie on them. He was not an accuser did, in the case. Did he put an article in the newspaper that this boy get the death penalty? He said people who do a crime like this should get the death penalty. Okay, and they was and found if they and if they of, they were not found innocent. So why they got let out and got millions of dollars for being falsely accused? Because the cities are corrupt. Come on now, the come cities, on. Cor- come on now. The cities are corrupt kiss-ups. Yeah, the prosecutor is corrupt. You're right. Exactly. No, I'm talking about giving. I'm talking about giving criminals money. Man, come on, bro. Come on, keep it one hundred, man. Yeah, it, they they may not have committed the rape, but they, they were suspected. Commit, they were nowhere in the area. They was on the other side of the park. You don't know that. You're just making that part up. You lie a lot, Tony. You're not a you're not a reliable source. There you go. You are known. You are known to lie, Tony. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's all you do. Joel wants to know. Why are why are black people's stories so empty? This could there could be truth to this, right? I mean, it's not unknown for people who are known to, you know, a group of people who are known to commit crimes. Oh, just tr- just frame a black for it; it'll be believable, right? Because they because commit so many crimes. Thing, for one thing, for certain, two things for sure. It's been like this since we put foot on this on this side of, of, of America. So then, get out of my country. The white man. Get out of your country? Yeah. Wait, behind this is your country? It's, this what is did, my country. What did, what did I'm not do? complaining about it. I mean, I, I do complain about everything, it. Everything you on TV, you tell you ain't complaining. <laughs> everything you on TV, you complain about something. Whatever. That's called, that's called manly descent. <laughs> okay, wh- okay, whatever. Just like that white boy that killed those four people in that car, he said, for drunk driver. And they let him out because he said he was too rich and he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. That's white privilege. That's state white privilege. That's not they white privilege. Up, that's, that's, a, that's spoiled privilege. Well, whatever you want to call it. And then he went to Mexico <laughs> and him and his mama and came back and got prosecuted. Whatever. But, but see, the thing is, that's fine, Danny. But you, you can kill four people and walk away with it. That's fine because you don't know white. what I. You don't know my thoughts on that case. I don't even Come really on, care. You just, you just said it. You just said you just told me. I was about playing it. around whatever. with you. I said that's spoiled whatever. privilege. Whatever, whatever. But the thing is, bro. What do you think about what, uh, OJ? What about OJ? See, uh huh. All of a sudden, you go quiet about OJ. I said, what about him? He he found innocent. What do you think? Ah, he was innocent. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tony, you're, you're so phony and shallow. What a I shame. I'm keeping it real with you, man. But no, you, nothing is, about you, you is real. You're saying the police don't supposed to get defunded. They should, what, where do a police they need more funding. With a bayonet. What do they need a bayonet for? Who are they going to stab? They need to stab attackers. Man, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> People are they're, they're man, getting hamstrung I mean, like crazy. What is what what you need a bayonet for? What do a, a I don't know. What are you talking about? You're just cha- you're acting like maze, Tony. You're all no, over not, the place. I'm, just keeping, I'm keeping it. But you never answered. You never answered Joel Friday's question. Why are black people? Yeah. Why are black? Go for, go for it, Joel. <laughs> Come on, Joel. You had white and black parts in it. Not half, but thirty <laughs> percent. So, no, I'm not so, thinking right. 
you 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 ninety eight percent black and two percent white. Come on, <laughs> good one. <laughs> so sometimes, or well, oftentimes, you guys come up with the story and don't have all the the real facts, right? And then <laughs> yeah. when you tell the story, it's it's so story. unbelievable because. There's no real foundation of the story. Right. Why would any reason? Why would anybody, for any reason, want to just arrest? I'm not saying that there's no there's no truth to this story you're telling about yeah. the Alabama, Alabama yeah, thing, that's right? True. We're missing the motive. Yeah, like why would anybody just want to just do it for fun for sport? Let's just arrest a thousand black people. Did you hear the words that come out my mouth? Twelve white terrorists. They are part of a white terrorist group. Okay, did you hear that part? They are KKK in the police department went out and arrested everything they could see that was black. For you what didn't reason? Say the motive. Huh? For what reason? What's hate. the motive? Hate. Hate. Oh, no, but there still got to be a motive. <laughs> you, you know a lot about hate because you're a hateful what, person yourself, what, Tony. What the motive is, for one thing, they get, they get promoted. They get promoted to become detectives because they're all these arrests. Yes, come on, man. This is happening all in New York and, and Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee. Richmond, Virginia. Come on, bro. I'm, I mean, all you got to do is report it. It's right there. That's human nature, Tony. Tony, that's human right. nature. The you blacks. Yeah, this I, is not racism. This is like, okay, let's say that no, there are. Let's say. Hold on, Tony. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Let's say that there is a uh, motive to plant evidence on a on a thing. I've heard that this happens, right? What the motive? The motive is. To take advantage of the easy target, and who's an easier target? But blacks, this is it. This, and some innocent blacks may have gone to jail, right? So, but so, that's so, because so, they're an easy target, Tony. It's so not their fault. Is, it's not racism. So, Give me a break. So, so, so you say that? Okay, I see a black man driving a Toyota, uh-huh. and I know that he's poor because he got a missing hubcap on there. So I'm gonna pull him over for that missing hubcap, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say, well, let me get your. Uh, let me get your uh, license. I look at your zip code. That's tell me where you live at. So you're in the poor section. So I'm going to arrest you just because you're poor. And I know you can't get out of prison. So I'm going to feed the prison system with your stupid because you ain't got no money. And I'm going to destroy your family and take you, separate you from your from your. You your act like you're a wife. mind reader. Are you smoking? Do you smoke pot? This is what goes on in America each and every day. You're doing every it? Are you, is this what you're doing to people? Well, I'm not a police officer. I have compassion for people. No, you I don't. Have, I go, <laughs> do you feed the hungry? Do you go out there in L.A. and feed the hungry? No, of course not. Do, do, they're do not hungry. Do they go? There's nobody hungry in L.A. They're homeless. They're homeless. Doesn't mean do they're hungry. There, do you go out there and help them any kind of, of way? Of course not. That's only enablement. Okay. So, so, well, I, okay, well, I thought you was a Christian then. Christians do don't the help the do, Christians do don't the enable the evil. Didn't Jesus say feed the hungry? They're not hungry. They're well fed. Come on, come on, come on, come They're on, fatter man. than me. You got you well, got some more of them. They're fit. But Tony, half the time, uh, half the time, and I'm okay, not saying that. What I'm not saying the whole thousand people. I don't know that story. Maybe yeah. it's completely true. I don't know, right? But maybe quiet, it's, Tony, if you don't be Tony, quiet, I'm gonna put you on hold. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true, right? But oftentimes, which is most of the time, <laughs> you guys tend to distort stories and and demonize white people and and the cops or whatever 
to make them look bad without telling the entire story. You yep. never give both sides. So even if your story this time, let's just say, I don't know because I'm no story. Let's just say this time is true. You're hard to believe because <laughs> you've shown multiple times you distort the truth. You don't tell both sides of it. And a lot of blacks do that. They never give both sides. So then it looks like right. you're just making up some stuff. Yep. And most of the time you are. The, reason, the, the boy who cried wolf, Tony, that's you. Because that's you people. One thing, that's the thing is, white men have distorted the black man to make him look stupid and look crazy to the whole world. We are that's what you're doing species. to yourself, Tony. That's the worst. We are the worst species on earth, according to the white man. According to the white man, he got the <laughs> Japanese, he got the Chinese. Who? The, who, said who said that? Who said that? The white man did this one. Which one? Anyway, I got to go, Tony. This is a waste of time. Nice talking yeah, with you. Know, have a truth. Have a good day. You too. Justice in Las Vegas, Nevada. Justice, thank you for holding. What's up? Hey, James. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Right on. Uh, I wasn't planning on calling today. I'm pretty busy with work and, and trying to watch the clown court impeachment a little oh, bit. Yeah. But oh, this black <laughs> guy, Joe Negus, Democrat from Colorado, is talking. He's a joke right now. I'm just looking at Fox News playing. Anyway, sure. go on. Sure, sure. Uh, like I said, I wasn't planning on calling today. I've been trying to kind of slow down. Um, as we all know, it's been a real rough year for, for us truth speakers, and I, it's just been a lot for me, um, trying to research as much as I can and everything. But um, I saw some gentlemen in the chat today just um, just kind of just intensely kind of rolling in and, and talking about veganism quite a bit, and which which leads me to believe, you know, he's kind of a new vegan, and, and like I asked, and, and he is. And please, if, if, you know, if the gentleman's name is John, I'm not going to say his last name, but if, if he can bear with me and try to hear me a little bit uh, for just a minute. I went down that whole road most of my life. Um, I'm 41 years old now. The first time I went vegetarian, I was 13. Um, it, this has been a lifelong journey for me. Um, I've always been a conservative. It wasn't a, a lefty thing or anything. Uh-huh. Um, it's, you know, just uh, compassionately inclined, you know, female mind or whatever. <laughs> but um, long story short, it did it did my body a whole lot of damage. Um, I have problems my whole life from it. And, and if, if there's anyone that could do it right, um, it was me, and especially as I got older. And so he put, God put it on my heart to make this call. Not, not really because I have the time or the focus right now, but more so because it's so critical when, when, when I see new vegans coming in hard with the, you know, with the rhetoric or like, go vegan, you're killing animals, you're the hormones, the this, the that, all this kind of stuff. So intense. Um, yeah. And, and so I was really, really skeptical. Uh, I only went vegetarian, I never um, went full vegan for, for a lot of years until I was older in adulthood. I was, um, you know, a chef at the time. And even later in life, I had an assistant almost Monday through Friday, eight hours a day. She was helping me prepare my whole foods, plant-based food. There was no shortage of I wasn't doing it wrong. I wasn't missing anything. I was supplementing iron, all kinds of things. I could take a picture and show you how many vitamins here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was trying to keep my body alive so badly. And it finally turned out that, the reason I felt so compelled to call today is I actually today I have to go in a couple of hours and get retested again. Um, it got so bad when I went veganism, when I went full vegan within, it wasn't even two years. Um, it had completely destroyed my body. And I felt like an idiot having to go to the local uh, chemo center to get iron infusions. Wow. You know, I was looking around, right? 
everybody there was sitting there getting, you know, treatments to save their lives because of, you know, mostly nothing having to do with, with anything having to do with them, you know, at the chemo center getting right. their treatments. And, and I'm sitting there, you know, just feeling not not so wise because I'm I'm there getting iron infusions, you know, to try to keep myself alive. And it's really dangerous, and it kills your body first, and then it kills your brain. And I understand why people think it is good, and it's good for, like, seasons and reasons and, and brief times and detoxes and temporarily, um, but it is pure destruction. And I just kind of wanted to, to put that out there. And the gentleman, last thing here, he kept referencing, you know, Oh, it's all the hormones and the meat and whatnot. And yes, it does cost extra. And and but if if oh, nothing else is important, you're talking about it costs extra to get meat that doesn't have all the hormones put in it. Is that what you're talking about? Sure. Okay. You can get hormone free, antibiotic free, free roaming, grass fed, grass finished. I right. I eat the cleanest of stuff you could. It's not even that hard to find. Um, True. Local butchers are wonderful. That you can get the eggs, the real good eggs at the farmers market. But you have to do your due diligence and make sure they're not just selling you some. You know, you <laughs> got to make sure you're getting the right stuff. But I just wanted to reach out to him because he seems so gung ho. And you know, I, I, if, if people don't understand that veganism equals death, I don't. I don't know what else. You know, I thought like wow. not that I ever trusted the World Health Organization or whatever, but I never finally made the the leap to vegan until I don't know. I think it was around. 2016 that the the WHO came out with all these studies saying look it is as healthy and and all these oh, doctors gosh. came out with all these books again and I've got all the books and I read them and I did all this studying to make sure that it was all up above board and legit and I'm not the only one like I said I'm 41 I've been in this lifestyle most of my life and I know so many vegans and and the main advocate for veganism in the 90s she was a a, a lesbian her name is uh, Lear Keith. She is crippled. The woman can't even stand up. You know, she's wow. hunched over on canes and crutches, trying to tell people to stop destroying their bodies. And I just kind of wanted to to get that through to the gentleman. Okay, okay. appreciate that, Justice. I did not know All that. Right. All right. Can I make one last comment? I keep forgetting Go to tell it. you and Jesse every time I call. <laughs> um, okay, so a friend of mine's a doctor, and and I saw her the other day, and I couldn't believe what she told me. She was just so burnt out. Um, she's had COVID and maybe one day I'll, I'll call you about COVID and stuff. Cause there is so much misunderstanding about it. And I'm not saying I'm the end all be all, but you know, I've, I've got quite a bit of, uh, of information. I've got a, quite a few friends that are doctors and nurses, both on, on the East coast and the West coast. And I know a lot of people that have had it that didn't really affect them at all. And, and a lot, you know, a couple that have actually passed away and, um, you know, there's a lot to it, but basically I went into her office the other day to talk to her and she was just so burnout because the NAACP, most of her clients are black, and basically there's women coming in and crying, men coming in and crying, hysterical, they don't know what to do. This was this was about three weeks ago, um, and it was because the NAACP was sending out letters, um, you know, in, in primarily uh, minority neighborhoods telling women and men to stay inside, don't go outside after dark, oh, um, there's white supremacists. No kidding. I asked her, I'm going to try to get a copy of this letter and, you know, I'll scan it and email it to you if I do. But um, basically, you know, saying that, you know, Whitey is out to kill you. Stay in. Don't go outside. You're you're in for death and destruction and violence. And, and they're literally losing their minds and going to her for medications, you know, to, wow. to deal with this mess. And I, I just can't believe all this. That's this evil. Wow. Right? National right, Association right. Against Colored People. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 All right. Okay. 
Appreciate the tip. Thank you, Justice. Good talking to you. You as well. Bye. All right. Man, I didn't know that about veganism. Let me talk to Jacob in Louisiana, a first-time caller. Wants to talk about the immigration mess. What's up, Jacob? How are you doing? How are y'all doing? Good, Fine, y'all. Yeah. All right. I was kind of had a question. Okay. I kind of a couple months ago, you know, we everybody kind of started noticing that you know thing was basic. Everything was pretty much turning evil. You know, everything that was good was kind of basically going the evil route. Yes. You know? And and I, I started noticing, you know, how they were trying to get more people, you know, immigrants to come in. And at first, I, it was kind of thinking know that it was for more votes, you know, in the future, or maybe soldiers, you know, that they would need. But I guess God kind of called upon me, and, and he really, you know, showed me something, that these people are, are meant to be witnesses. You know, these people are meant to, because God does have a plan, and I believe it's about to be a, you know, I, feel, I believe a lot of people feel that it's about to be an awesome plan. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be life-changing. And I believe these people are coming here to... to bear witness because they come from their countries and they have no way of hearing this. You know, they have no way of, of hearing of anything good that, that God does. So in, in my personal opinion, they're coming here and they're, they're meant to, to hear what God's word is and see what God does and bring it back to their own country. And I was just wondering how y'all felt about that. So you're saying that immigrants and refugees who are coming here are coming here to hear the truth and then they're going to go back and spread the truth back at their own countries? Yeah, that's, that's the way, that's what, that's, that's my feeling because a lot of these people can't won't get the word because they're from poor countries and they won't, you know, they won't have TV, they won't be able to see it. So I just feel like they're, you know, they're because they're not coming in really. They're at our borders and they're just waiting on something. And to me, it's it's, it's a plan, God's plan to come about so they can bring it back to their countries, you know, and share it. Because you think it, there's it, it, you I, think there's much chance of them hearing truth here? <laughs> what I'm saying is it don't have to be. It don't. I, I'm saying yeah, God has uh, a plan. Joel makes the point. You know, That's why they look within. They, yeah, I mean, they, they, they might they might be better off over in their own countries where they're yeah. where they're suffering and things are better. Things are tougher there. They exactly. don't have to travel here to find hear about God. They're gonna hear, hear a false. Chances are they're gonna hear about a false imitation of Christianity. Oh, no, pushed I by pushed in but America. It, with, everybody, everybody is. Kind of going, leaning towards. There's a plan. God well, the nice, plan. the nice thing is, you you run into anybody, whether they're an illegal or refugee or uh, somebody who was born here. You just be an yeah, example it, wherever you are and it, whoever you're around. I, I, I agree. I agree to that. But a lot of countries don't don't you know worship God. They don't. They're not developing Christianity. So. They don't, and they're poor, so you don't. They don't have TV or stuff. To, but to that's better for them if they're poor and don't and have TV. I, I TV agree, is I dark. Agree to that. I, I agree to that. But also, when I believe when when God's plan comes about, it will be a worldwide plan. You know, we will have to know about it, and we all know media is evil, but we also need to spread the word. You know, the plan will also have to be seen across the country. I mean, that's the only. It, so it, are it, you? So are you? Are you, would you support Je- Joel? I mean, Joe Biden. Oh, sorry, Joel. <laughs> would you support Joe Biden expanding the immigration and the refugees? No, no, and all no, that no, stuff? no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I don't. I don't think it'll reach that point. Is what I'm saying. I don't think it'll get that far. I'm saying this is what these people are meant for. I don't think. I think this will get taken care of, and then God will work His plan. And these people will. You know, they won't come in our borders. They'll hear about it, and then they'll. You know, once the plan is done, once God has His plan finished. Then they'll be able to go back to their country and they'll say how great God is. Where are you is. getting this know. idea? It's just something that God, I mean, I said I'm not a prophet, I don't know. It's just something I, I, you know, that I feel, I don't know, from 
God, you know. It's just something that he he's put in my heart. It's not well, it's something a, I came up it with. It sounds like a nice sentiment, but um, it, it, it does. And it, I mean, I got to, I, I believe God is power for anybody. I wouldn't he, try he, to predict the future, Jacob. No, no, I'm not trying. But you can't. You said it's all part of God's that. plan, and this is what's going to okay, happen. Okay. Uh, no, no. I said, I said, I think. I think I'm not. I'm not. Well, then don't. But, that, but don't get into okay. thinking like that. No, listen, listen. Okay, listen. You're saying on TV we cannot. You don't see evil on our TV every day. You don't. You don't see that. That Catholics have allowed have allowed abortion inside our, our their churches now. I mean, this is pure evil. Right. So, I mean, it's Satan's being seen everywhere on TV. True. I mean, people. And people cannot see this. I mean, you know. How old are you? If you don't mind my asking, jo- Jacob. I'm 40, Forty years old. 40 okay. Years old, nice. Like, and I, just, I know, I know it's being seen. I know the devil is being seen everywhere. You know, in our in our government, in in the churches. And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of obvious that people deny it. You know, they still sit there and say that that that's not a problem. That's not do you? But, you know, I'm running, Christian, I'm running low on time, but quickly, do you you don't do you take any drugs? No, 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 no. Right on. None. Well, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it, Jacob. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? We just deal with yeah, it, take it in stride. Know. Don't nobody, be dismayed. No, Don't be dismayed at the evil of the world. Thank no, you, I'm man. Not dismayed. That's, that's Take care, Jacob. Appreciate hearing from you. We'll talk again. What a mess. Was he cussing? John D. thinks he was cussing. I don't think that he was cussing. He seemed like he stayed nice the whole time. I could be wrong. Anyway, guys, thehakereport.com for my stuff, jessieleepeterson.com for Jesse's stuff. You can From there, you can get to Bond, which is rebuildingtheman.com, um, The Fallen State TV, and of, co- and of course, joelfridaytv.com, also thegiftedofdance.com. He's the one who is arguing with uh, Tony, or at least trying to get a little bit of sense out in the face of Tony's madness. All right, guys, take care. Yeah.